Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. Thanks for joining us today. Last week, we spoke to the fabulous Katie Berry in our part two series, uh, our mom talk. It was absolutely wonderful. If you didn't get a chance to tune into that, please do. Um, it was highly enlightening for me. And Katie, thank you again so much for coming on the show and helping us uh, get, get more of that parent perspective that we're all looking for. This week, we're going to talk about ADHD and dyslexia and how that can affect reading with your kiddo on the spectrum. And I'm, of course, speaking from my own experience once again on this, but we found out that Drayson was dyslexic actually almost two years ago now, or uh, yes, pardon me, yes, almost two years ago now. And it was interesting to me how it came about because he didn't appear to be dyslexic immediately right off the bat. So one thing that happens is a lot of people have secondary diagnoses when they're diagnosed on the spectrum. ADHD is a really common diagnosis that pairs with autism. We also found out, though, that Drayson is dyslexic, has dysgraphia, and dyscalculia, which we were not expecting at all. But I started to notice that something was not right within his education because he was reading well, but yet he wasn't comprehending things well. My advocate was actually the one that said to me, maybe he's dyslexic. So we went to the school and we requested um, an evaluation and they denied us the evaluation because he had already been evaluated within a two-year time span. And that's here in the state of Arizona, that is one of the stipulations is that, well, there's no need for it because we've already evaluated him within the within the two-year time span. So at that point, I basically requested what they call an independent evaluation. And it's really important to know this. If you are not familiar with this, you can you have the right as a parent to request an independent evaluation at any time on your child, whether it be um, that they refuse to do an evaluation or if they do an evaluation and you don't agree with the results and you want a second opinion, you can request an independent evaluation. I think that's a really important thing for parents to make sure that they remember that and understand that because a lot of parents don't realize that they have the right to request an independent evaluation. So I, I requested an independent evaluation for Drayson and lo and behold, it came back that he was not only dyslexic, but he also had dysgraphia and dyscalculia. So think about having all three of these diagnoses, right? You have autism, ADHD, and you're dyslexic. Now you they want you to read and comprehend everything. That's really hard, especially for a child. It's hard for me even as an adult, and I don't have any of those things. Um, so just to try to read and make sure that I am understanding what I read, think about it when you have maybe a, a learning disability or an impairment on top of that. So I wanted to give you guys some quick tips on how you can help your child with encouraging them to read and following through with helping them with how to cope with their dyslexia, because it is a level of frustration that can be a whole nother layer for them. 
first and foremost, what we decided to do was we got a tutor for Drayson, and we actually take him to a place that is um, specific helping with uh, dyslexia tutoring. So we we found a tutor here in the Valley, and we were able to get him scheduled to do tutoring twice a week. So he has twice a week for an hour. He has what they, what we call reading lab, and that's to help him with just reading and also comprehension. And he has been in that now for about 10 months. And the one thing that I've noticed is that he's actually speaking more. It seems like he understands more. He's even regressing a little bit on some of the TV shows that he's watching. He, he loves this PBS show called Super Why. And he's been going back and watching that show, and I think it's because he's starting to understand what it means. And so we're noticing that he's starting to speak a little bit more, and he's also voicing his wants and needs, which is amazing. And I really do think that the tutoring had something to do with that because he's understanding from a comprehension level now. It's not just what he's reading, but he's understanding what he's reading. So I highly consider, I highly recommend, excuse me, that you consider uh, looking into some sort of tutoring in your area or do some research, see if you can find a maybe dyslexia center. Another quick tip is read with your child every day. Find what that regimen looks like for you. For us, we read at night. Um, it's one of our nighttime or bedtime rituals. After he takes a shower and gets ready for bed, gets his PJs on, we usually um, will pick out something that he likes or a book and um a book of his choice, or maybe we choose. Sometimes he asks us to choose. And we take turns reading. So he'll read a page, I'll read a page. Sometimes he'll read the book. Sometimes I'll read the book. But the point is, is that we're reading every night. And maybe opening up some of the discussion about that book too, that's always helpful as well, which I'll get to in just a minute. Um, as I mentioned before, pick out stories of interest. Plan on reading that book multiple times. I have so many books in my head memorized. I think I've had even had a couple dreams about some of the books that we've read. But plan on reading those books multiple times and rotate the books. So if you've read that book three or four times in a row, maybe suggest switching to another book and let them know we can come back to that one, but let's read another book. And maybe have a section where you could have maybe a little library or somewhere where there's a stack of books that are um, accessible to them so that they can pick and choose what books they, they would like to read. Um, uh, we have a little bookshelf, so we created a little library. Um, if you use a Kindle or um, more of the um, visual books, you can, um, on a computer, you can always do that too. But we still kind of like to go old school and have the physical book in our hand. So we have a little bookshelf where we've created like a library for Drayson. And um, we'll go to used bookstores. We've um, even ordered some books online. On Amazon, well, I'll even show him some books sometimes so he can pick and choose what he'd like to order. And then we put those books in his library. Um, books that he has outdated or, excuse me, outgrown, what we usually do is then we'll either donate them or gift them to a friend or family member, somebody else that can use those books. But we find a way to also recycle those books as well. And that is another um, type of activity that we do with Drayson so that he can get used to also maybe some community involvement. 
We also, you can also go to your local library and check out books if you want to. Sometimes that works easier too if they know that they only have it for a certain amount of time. And then the act of returning the book and then getting another book, it, it lets them understand that they can borrow it and read it and return it and then get another book. So sometimes that can be fun too. Drayson really likes to go to the local library near our house. And uh, another suggestion that I have is to read slowly. Your child sometimes will also peer model you. So when you read, read slowly and use inflection in your voice so that they can probably potentially mimic you. I noticed that one time I read a book with Drayson and the next night he was mimicking the same type of action that was happening in the book that I had been doing the night before. So use this as an opportunity to peer, let them do some peer modeling with you when you read, uh, read the book too. Pause in between flipping the pages and um, don't be afraid to ask questions about maybe what they just read. Um, did you see did you see what that dinosaur did? Um, what do you think that what do you think that that meant? or ask questions and see what they can what they can describe to you. even maybe certain descriptors if you're trying to get your child to um, identify what color was it or something as simple as, as that, then see what questions you can ask to add in between flipping those pages and maybe have a little bit of a conversation with them about it. The last quick tip that I have is actually, or second to the last, excuse me, I've got two more here, um, is underlining keywords. And I would suggest either underlining them or use a highlighter. Maybe they have a favorite color. They like the color blue. So highlight certain keywords in the color blue. Sometimes with ADHD, this might help them to focus and and to pinpoint key concepts in the text that they're reading, especially if you're trying to tie in a comprehension piece. So maybe under, consider underlining or highlighting keywords. The other reason why this is helpful is if they lose where they're reading, if they lose focus because of the ADHD, <clears throat> excuse me, if they lose focus while they're reading, you can go back to where the last place that you marked or underlined. And so it is nice because then they don't get too overwhelmed if they lose their place or lose focus. You can go back to the last word that they underlined or highlighted, and that gives them a point of orientation and less likely for a meltdown to happen because they can't figure out where they were or where where the text stopped for them. My last quick tip is to create a calm environment. And we do something as simple as just diffuse some essential oils in his room. So when we read to him. We have a little diffuser. I call him my little prince. We're going to anoint him in oils. (laughs) Um, I put on a little lavender. Maybe I rub a little lavender on his back with some lotion. And then we put some lavender in the diffuser. So it smells nice. It's calming. And he feels a little bit calm and relaxed. And we can sit and read with him. And that's usually the ritual that we do at the end of the night so that it kind of calms him too and gets him ready for bed. Sometimes if we read a really exciting story, too, I want him to stay a little bit calmer so he's not really ramped up um, trying to before bedtime. So so that's always a, a great quick, tri- a quick tip that works. We also have his favorite blanket. If they have a favorite stuffed animal, you can do that, too, and maybe even have the stuffed animal read with them sit with them um, and uh, make it as involved as as possible as you can and creating that environment where it makes it fun for them to read. 
At the end of every episode, we want to either do a story highlight or ask a question. And lately, most recently, I've been asking questions for parents to give some feedback to us um, because I also like hearing your answers and seeing maybe what your perspective is about some of the topics that we're that we're discussing. If you have a response, please feel feel free to email me at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. And if we're going to read your story or answer um, on one of our future podcasts, I will absolutely let you know. And then that way we can feature you a little bit on the podcast as well. So my question to you is, what is your favorite child's book? Does your child have a favorite book? And how has it helped you to connect with them? I would love to know what some of your favorites are. So maybe we can expand our library as well at home and um, or get some new ideas of what to read. So feel free to email us in the, and, uh, and let us know what your responses are. This concludes our episode for today. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't already. And if you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to friends and family that maybe could use the quick tips and the help, and also just to feel inspiration. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to give us a good rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. And that's it for today. So until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. 